Right, and we're recording. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of the Football Grumble podcast. Um, we've trimmed the fat this week, um, so there's only one guest. It's uh, the better one of the two, Mr. Chris Good Shanks. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? All right. All good, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, it's a bumper, bumper podcast. This um, schedule for the podcast this week. Um, there's a lot of app- lots a lot has happened um, this week. So I'm just going to jump into it. I think uh, we're going to discuss the league cup later on. We've got um, obviously our topic for the week, which is if you was to rebrand football, I would you, uh, the Premier League. How would you do it? Uh, but there's only one place to start. I think. That's uh, Marcelo Bielsa has been sacked. Marcelo Bielsa ball is no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leeds um, finally decided to take the plunge and sack him um, after a 4-0 defeat to Tottenham. I Obviously, a heavy defeat. Yeah, uh, since we did the podcast as well, they've I mean they've con- they've had two games and conceded ten goals. Got beat by Liverpool uh, last midweek. Um, obviously. Hammered by United the week before that, and Le- and um, Everton before that. So in a fortnight, they've conceded seventeen goals. So I, I don't think it was any surprise that he's got sacked. I, well, I don't know, what do you think? I think the bigger picture for me. Um, I know it's a, it's been a tough run of form recently, but um, I would say it almost felt like Bielsa was irreplaceable at that club for a long time because he gave him. That their own identity, I think it, get, it almost made Leeds likable, which is quite hard to say. But I know what you say. I know what you mean, actually, because you, you do you, you do get the feeling um, a lot of sort of presenters and pundits would be like, "Love Leeds, love Leeds," and it's alien that word, isn't it? It is. Yeah, obviously they've been unfortunate as well with injuries. Um, you know, there's there's talks about the um, new boss being lined up from uh, Jesse Marsh, the old Leipzig manager. I, I just, I don't know, I, I'm not sure whether that's a step in the right direction, but I feel like it's just a very reactive approach. You know, they're getting caught at, at the bottom. Uh, so it's, you know, natural that they've made a, a reactive decision. But, yeah, I mean, the injuries that they've had with Bamford and Phillips, you know, it's big, big players in, in that team. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about sort of, um, you, you're losing the whole span of your team, That yeah. it's not, um, it, you're never going to sort of, Get the results that you want. You're conceding a lot of goals, aren't you? Yeah, it's difficult to come back from, and and we know the way that Leeds play. They're very open. Um, you know, they're very very vulnerable on the uh, on the counter attack. So great, you know, an entertaining team to watch as a neutral, because uh, you know you're always going to get goals. But as a Leeds fan, you must be pulling your hair out. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just where they go from here, uh, really. Um, Obviously, we've looked at the relegation picture a lot in the last sort of uh, few weeks. Um, they're not the only team down there struggling. You know, if, if the teams below them are winning games, but mm. Brentford, Everton themselves are all struggling to pick up points. And it looks like they're going to bring in Jesse Marsh from. Uh, he's just most recently been at Leipzig. Um. <laughs> Very similar appointment to uh, what United did with um, Rangnick in a way. Which has worked wonders so far. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's a bizarre one that they've they've decided to um, sort of follow that path. I think he's good friends with the sporting director from what I've been reading. Yeah. Um, 
likes this high intensity pressing football, which obviously does well with the the Bielsa connection. And you're talking about ideology and and, and, a, and a way of playing football. But then, to me, I'm not sure if that makes sense because obviously there's a reason you're getting rid of Bielsa. So why bring in someone who mm. something similar, so similar, yeah. or supposedly similar? I mean, you know, obviously everyone brings their own. Um, sort of changes but yeah it's, it's a weird one that uh, obviously not many people will have heard of him because he was the only had um, I can't think what club he was at before Leipzig but obviously he didn't last there long because he took over from Nagelsmann yeah so yeah he, he, big he, roots he, to fill yeah um, and obviously they've had a big clear out over the last couple of years but it's a yeah it didn't last long for it it didn't work out too well for him there obviously I think for, again, what I was reading, he was he was set to come in in the summer anyway. I think it looked like Bielsa was going no matter what, um, and just the, the the way they've lost the last few games has just sped up the process. Um, yeah, don't know what I, don't, I really don't know what the future holds for Leeds. They, they were punching anyway because I think the squad's quite it's relatively thin and it is. And I think obviously they made the signing of Danny James as well in the uh, in the summer, which I thought. Well, that was always on the cards, wasn't it? Anyway, before yeah. United snapped him up last night. He's but played well, though. He has, yeah. Um, but he's just... And, and Rafinha, as well, has been disappointing recently. That That's someone that you look to for a yeah. bit of inspiration. I know he's chipped in with a goal here and there, but, um, you know, he was their big money signing. And I think he's he's been quite disappointing. Yeah, I don't know recently. if it's... I don't know. I don't know what their issue is. Like you said, Harrison's had been all right as well. Just, they're just missing something out there. I don't, I don't know. It might just be the fact that Bamford and Phillips are out. I don't yeah, know. A rock at the back. They need to tighten it up. That's yeah. that's their issue. They, they've got a lot. Of, you know, they have still got quite a lot of yeah. firepower going forward. They've got loads of bags of pace going forward as well. Yeah, well, that's the, the pace definitely. Yeah. But then, the product is not. They probably should have signed a striker, shouldn't they? Mm. I, I think I've read something like Danny Van Donny Van de Beek, obviously not a striker, but a, a midfielder. Cause they're the two positions they need, not just because. Phillips and Bamford are out, but just as to, to build upon your team, because um, they're just quite lightweight in midfield. I think they're not really well, not lightweight, not not creative enough in the middle in the middle of the park. No, I think when you look at the squad, I think it's um, I think it's fair to have them down there with the rest of those teams. Oh yeah, they should one hundred percent should be down there. Yeah, it's yeah. just purely um, because of the way that sort of Bielsa has implemented his philosophy and. I think that's kind of what's kept them yeah. up in that respect. And losing him, I, I would be, I'd be fearing the rest of the season if I was a Leeds fan right now. So would you have kept him if he was? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I personally would have done. Again, it's another reactive approach. I know we spoke about it in previous podcasts with, um, you know, obviously Watford. Um, they are. Um, they, 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 he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be this. He wouldn't be here. It have got sacked ages ago, wouldn't he? If he was at oh, Watford. if he was at Watford, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's because we hear so many, uh, not only players but you know managers like Pep, um, talk about how how much, you know how 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 they idolise Bielsa. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like he's kind of just it's the reputation that's almost sort of kept yeah. And I, I was reading again. I was reading this article. Um, it's on the Athletic. It, it, it's his repu- It's his reputation around the city. He's, mm. he's another one of these who's like, um, he's just. You know, he was living in a, a flat above a, a shop for most of the time until the start of this season. You know, he's been there nearly four years. He's um, 
Yeah, he, I think he's put £100,000 into building a gym on at the training ground for non-playing staff. Just, it's the effect he's having on the whole, the, the, it, there's murals painted around the city, I think there's, the street's been named after him. It's like a whole effect that he's had. Yeah. It's, it's something to build into. Once that's gone, it's quite a hole to fill. Massive. Um, and like you say, it's probably would have been... It's hard to see why they've switched, switched down because the, the new managers are hard into nothing because you've got so few games left mm. to turn around a team that's in that's struggling anyway, but you've got no chance to sign any players. Exactly. And, and your span of the team's still injured. It's not like he can come in and just like wave the magic wand and those yeah. players suddenly come back from injury. That's that's the thing for me. It's Bielsa's just been destined to fail because of the way that the injuries yeah. have panned out. And you know they played two more games than uh, you know the teams below them in you know in Everton and Burnley. So it's it's going to be a tricky tricky end to the season. Yeah, because and the other thing is as well. Like I'd understand it if because I could go man to man like player for player with United Liverpool. Tottenham, even, yeah, even Tottenham. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is, um, and it, it, that is sort of it's it's. I want to say naive, but he's obviously not naive. It's um, stubborn. Mm. That's stubborn, tactically stubborn, but that's fair enough. But his tactics against the teams around him works, and that's who's left. They've played the big teams yeah. now. They've got twelve games, and they have got they've got. Uh, Leicester at the weekend, who themselves have been very average this season. It's hard. See, the, I think they've almost because the manager, the new manager, might get put in today. They think mm. it's, it's going to be early. He's not going to have a chance to implement his his tactics. No. So it's almost like they're throwing that three points away. I think. Yeah, I don't know. A, it's a throw of the dice. It really is. But you know, we, we've already talked about you know what Bielsa brought to Leeds and. He's, I think he will go down um, as, an, as an icon of the club because oh, yeah, of definitely. what he's done. He's brought them back into uh, the Premier League, which is uh, an achievement in itself. And as I say, it gave that likability factor back to Leeds. Uh, even as a Man United fan, it's, um, it was sort of strange. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i a City fan there. We, I, mean, I mean, you could say you're a fan of it. No one likes yeah. Leeds. On, it's that famous it, quote, everybody hates Leeds. Yeah, yeah, historically no one likes Leeds, yeah. but the, this is a Leeds team that's hard to dislike. Yeah. Um, certainly from an entertainment point of view. Absolutely. So, so I mean, like I said, the manager is coming in as a, as a relatively similar philosophy. So it, it's not like he's gonna they're gonna suddenly become boring to watch. They haven't hired like a Sam Allardyce to save them. <laughs> I mean, they've they've hired someone who's a progressive sort of football thinker. So I don't know. We'll see. Question is, do they stay up? Do they go down? Uh, good question. Um, I think they might just just stay up. But I think they might be the team that... I'd like to see them stay up. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I, I would, because at the end of the day, it's neutral, like... Last last week's a great example. Man United Leeds. You're gonna tune it as a neutral. You tune in and watch that game. Yeah. I, am I tuning in to watch Man United Watford? Not as much. And and it's that and that's the that's the reality of it. Um, they're a great draw. They've got great fans. Believe it or not. 
they do like it, but they've got you passionate know, fans as well. Yeah, they're a team that should be a Premier League side. Yeah. They, they can, you know, they can produce. They're a team that you know, if, if they're in the Premier League for a long time, they're going to bring through some great English players. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, the crazy concept is looking at the you know those. Have you got the table up? Yeah, those those five teams at the bottom now. Obviously, I I put Brentford in there as well. Yeah, where where are Brentford in relation to it? How many points are they above it now? So well, Brentford are uh, one position above Leeds, but they have played one more game. Um, so they're a point ahead of Leeds. So we've got we've got Norwich rock bottom um, on seventeen points. I've mentioned it previously. I do think they're. Do you think they're gone? I feel like they're gone. Yeah, if, if there's, I mean, I'm looking at the teams. Now. They've got the thing is though, we just looked at the fixtures for this coming week, and they've got Brentford. Yeah, we're a huge game. If they huge. beat Brentford, which is highly likely, Brentford are in free fall. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go on. So Norwich bottom. So we've got Norwich bottom, um, and then we've got Watford, who obviously picked up a great point at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, what point? What, how many points are they on? So they're on nineteen points, and they've played the same amount of games as Norwich. Uh, then we've got the informed Burnley. I think they'll stay up. I think Burnley will stay up, which is mad, really. I'm I'm semi positive that Burnley will stay up. I, I I pick a new team every week, but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty pretty positive Burnley will stay so, up. So based on that, we've then got Everton. Um, so. 24 games, 22 points. Um, so a point ahead of Burnley. They, they should. Stay they up. should. They should. They've just they, they've got quality, and it, as soon as Calvert Lewin comes back playing every week, it's, he's it's, a bagsman and he, he gets goals. It? It's the confidence. And I mean, George mentioned it last week. Is Frank Lampard the manager that's going to save you from a relegation scrap? It's are you, are you, when you look at the experience of the other managers in there. Albeit, I know the you know the Leeds man that's coming in is not your Sam Allardyce type. But you know you've got Roy Hodgson at Watford, you've got Dean Smith at Norwich. You know they they would all fancy their chances above somebody like Frank Lampard. I understand the the, the quality of the team, but there's a, there's a reason why they're in 17th place right now. Madness, isn't it? Where are Newcastle now? So Newcastle have actually um, managed to get themselves into 14th yeah. place. So because I've got a listener who I, who I do know, and he constantly tells me that I, I in one of the first podcasts we did, I went. I'm quite confident Newcastle will get relegated. <laughs> I think we all said that. <laughs> I didn't see this turn of. I, I must admit, we didn't know at the time. No. <laughs> trying to dig myself out of a hole. We didn't know who, which players they were going to bring in, and they've been very pragmatic with the signings. Yes. Very. Um, they, they haven't just gone and got the the biggest names. They've they've signed some real, um, real sort of solid players. Yeah. Matt Target, Dan Ben, Trippier, Trippier, but injured boys. Yeah, he, he had a big say. Because that Matt Target's a great defender. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Villa let him go, but obviously they sent Dini. But anyway, you've got to start with those players. As well. Yeah, and that, that's what I think. I read some. I read something before, and I can't but agree with it. Man City did it. Obviously, Man City started a bit higher up in the league, but did the same thing. They didn't. They didn't go out and sign your Diaz's and no. um, De Bruyne straight away. They, they signed players like um, Julian Lescott. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then they signed the best players from the teams around them, and that's what I think Newcastle are doing. Um, but yeah, I think they're safe now. It they? looks like that, but you know, it looks that way. You only need, like you say, you only need a bit of form, a bit of momentum, and they've got that. And they've got, like you said, they've got Brighton home this week. Yeah, and, and you went back against them winning that now as well, Brighton. Um, I, th- I think you're looking at the the, the bottom. Brentford six clubs. down, aren't you? Brentford down. Yeah, the bottom six clubs, and and as you say, Brentford Norwich, huge game this weekend. We, I'll, I'll switch it a bit. So. Well, actually, go on. Name me the three you think are going down. So you've got you've already said Norwich. So Norwich for me are 
I would say they're down and out personally. Um, I think Watford will just get caught in yeah. the trap. Um, just, I agree. Just about. Um, I, I don't know whether Roy Hodgson has got what it takes to, to save Watford. Um, and I, do you know what? I'm going to be bold, make a bold claim here, but I think Brentford will get dragged into it. You've said that from the the, the outset mm. when they looked quite comfortably clear. Yeah. I, 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 do you know what? I agree with you. I think... I think um, yeah, I'd probably the same three actually. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd quite like. Ugh. Is that is that it? because it's hard to imagine Leeds and or Everton more so? More so Everton. I can yeah. see Leeds getting dragged into it. Leeds do have just something about them mm-hmm. that makes me think they'll stay up, and I don't know what it is. I don't know. If, you know, you've said pace. You, at this point in the season, now you're looking at like which which players, which teams have match winners. And mm. Leeds have Rafinha, uh, uh, Dan James, Harrison, even that Rodrigo maybe. Yeah. But then you got Bamford coming back in, Phillips coming back in. They're suddenly a lot better team. And like we've just said, they've played all the top teams now, so it it's, it sounds it's very much in their hands. Yeah. Um, but I still think they'll maybe finish seventeenth. I think they're the team that will just. I think Burnley will probably be 16th. I think Everton will win enough games to finish about 15th. If I was putting them in order, that's six. Yeah. Everton have just got too much quality. They, they, they really... I'd be amazed if they went down. I would honestly be amazed. Yeah, me too. Uh, no, I, I, There's I just so much quality there. Especially um, when you look at the other teams around them as well. It's. Uh... And uh, I know we said, I've just said about match winners, Burnley don't, to an extent, have them, but they're so well-drilled. Well they've saved, stayed up for the last... God knows how many seasons they know how to get out of that. They do, yes. and and I know that sounds like a cliche, but there's something in it mentality-wise. Yeah. They're not going to panic. We, we said no. <laughs> they know they're going to stay up in their heads. Oh yeah, without that, and you know, Sean Dyke's been here before. But the, the you know the new guy they signed from Wolfsburg. They cost, they yeah. cost. Wait, wait, What an impact he's had. Well, I didn't realize how good his record in Germany was until the mm. last couple of weeks when looking into it. He was like. The fourth top scorer in Bund- In fact, there's no. He's the top scorer behind Lewandowski in Germany in the last it's four an seasons. Unbelievable stat. He's he's he's. Oh, yeah, a great addition. Yeah, they've upgraded. They've upgraded on Chris Wood, haven't they? Really? Massively, yeah, and I, and it suits their play style to a T. Yeah, you know, big frame up top, knock it to him. Yeah. Uh, and you know, get you a goal. So it's... on on the flip side, that uh, obviously we've both condemned Watford, but I looked at their front three this week, and Dennis Saar and King, I think it was. I yeah. mean, that, that's dangerous. It is. Yeah, they're just struggling to make it work at the minute. And you know, I watched them at Old Trafford this week, and obviously, as you'd expect, they're going to be penned back in there half yeah. most of the uh, the game. Um, but. I th- for me, it's more so watching their midfield. I think they lack quite a lot of creativity yeah. there. Um, what What is it about us that we're, obviously apart from being bottom of the league? What Why are we condemning Norwich? Because they have turned it around a bit under Smith. Yeah, they they, they have. Um, but I, I I just feel like I mean, I'm looking at the goal difference now. It's minus forty. They do leak a lot of goals. Um, the, and they lack some match winners. And the match winners. Yeah, it's the other the other end of the pitch. I don't feel like they've got anybody to really sort of grind the results uh, like the other teams that we've just discussed there. It's, yeah, difficult one to, to see them staying up. I th- well, I th- we'll move on, because, but I think it's certainly a topic that we'll be discussing a lot as the season goes Absolutely. on. I think it's, that's it, the more it, exciting side it, of the table. It, it, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? At the yeah. moment. Really, it's interesting For sure. uh, viewing. 
Uh, right, so it's um, only natural that we move on to uh, the other end of the spectrum. Um, obviously not in the league terms, but the League Cup final. Mm. Successes of football. Um, I was at work, so watched bits of the game. Um, and I've, I've seen all the, all the highlights. A thoroughly entertaining nil-nil. Really was, yeah. Heartbreak, you know, Chelsea, but, you know, record ninth League Cup for Liverpool. And it was probably, I would say, one of the best domestic uh, cup finals I've ever seen. And it was, yeah, yeah. I, I That's a bold so. statement. It is a bold statement. Um, I think a lot of people would agree because it was end-to-end. It was yeah. two top teams going at it. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think there was there was always a worry that um, we we mentioned it. I think last week about the Champions League final. If it was Man City v Liverpool, um, it would be a good game because that's naturally how they both play. Yeah. So there was obviously a worry this this week that Chelsea would stifle the game a little bit. And I know in terms of possession, they they did sit back a lot more, um, as the stats would say, but they were so dangerous going forward, weren't they? They were, yeah. It was just end to end, and you know, I mean, four offside goals, yeah. which is just remarkable, really. Um, it's yeah. I mean, obviously, we can't skate past the fact that um, it was just so ironic that you know, Kepper. Yeah. Was, what do you make of that decision then to bring Kepper? Um, off? I, I mean, watching the game uh, for me, Mendy had the game of his life, um, and what a fantastic goalkeeper he is, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, he, there was a few. I was just watching the highlights back then. And there's, there's some that, that you look at the time, you think, what's it? Great saves. The double save he makes in the first half, the first one's a bit iffy, mm. but it's the second one that's made it. It is, yeah. Um, and what I just can't get my head around is how he's not trusted in a penalty shootout. Do you know what I thought was weird? Again, just watching the replay of it, because at the time I, I, I was just like, I can't believe Kevin's coming on. Mendy doesn't look bothered. They must have discussed, obviously, this is, oh, a, yeah. this is a pre-planned thing, but yeah. I'd be fuming. Mm-hmm. After the game he had. It, yeah, because it's not just that, is it? Like, obviously, like you said, he's had a great game, but the good thing for keepers, so the keepers are like got a horrible job like for 99% of the of yeah. the season because you can only really, you can, you can have great performances, but you're going to be remembered if you make a mistake more than if you make great saves. Yeah. Right, so then you get to this point now. Well, you've got the chance to be the hero. <laughs> now, it, it, like that's got to be something like in the minds of the keeper. Like they must love a penalty shootout because if you lose a penalty shootout, it's not really your fault. No, because the players expect. As such, <laughs> although having said that, obviously Kepper is the hero, uh, the villain. Well, Tuchel's the villain, really. But, isn't yeah, but Mendy could have just like. <sighs> well, it's not even that Kepper missed the penalty. Let's 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 not. He didn't save a penalty. He didn't save a penalty. He's come, on to, he's come on to save penalties and the full 11 of Liverpool scored. Yeah. And and he was so arrogant. I, think it, it, I wanted to feel sorry for him, but it's so hard to feel sorry for a man who's so arrogant that mm-hmm. he's... I know it's I know it's the, the way of the keeper in like the penalty shot. They're trying to put the opposition off. But if you're going to do it, you've got to save one. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, I love that Van Dijk penalty. Yeah. To stand... <laughs> so, Ah, to the co- the audacity to stand there, and Van Dyke just the conviction behind that penalty was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, the thunderbolt, wasn't it? Yeah, and there was a couple of others where he was like pointing, "You're gonna go there," and then he dived the other way, and the 
penalty take. Uh, I think it might have been Fabinho's, and they just put put it there, yeah. and it's like, yeah. It was very reminiscent of the um, the penalty shootout between Man United and Villarreal. In, yeah, in yeah, it was. Final. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really, really difficult one. Um, I just uh, all I think now is that Maurizio Sarri was sat at home last <laughs> yeah. night with whisk- whiskey in one hand, cigar in the other, <laughs> laughing his head off. You can just imagine it. Okay, I just thought just an odd, really bizarre thing. I've, I've seen it's, it has worked in the past. Let's it not is, beat yeah. around that, but because I remember obviously it was a big thing uh, in the Euros in the summer wasn't it, when we brought on three penalty takers, um, yeah, and two of them missed. Um, but there is the flip side. I think I remember Holland doing it in the World Cup once. They Krul. brought Tim Krul yeah. on, and Tim Krul goes on and becomes the hero, which is great. But you've got you. It's, even if he'd have saved, let's say he'd have saved two, and Liverpool saved two, and then he misses the penalty. You, f- you f- forgive that. Yeah, you it's, it is the fact that all ten players have scored, uh, all eleven players have scored, and yeah, because no one expects the keeper to score the penalty either. No, uh, exactly. That's and, what and I'm Keller's saying. Penalty yeah, was brilliant, by the way. Yeah, and and he had a fantastic game also. Um, yeah, well, and, and fair play to again, that's fair play to Klopp. You know, yeah. I was saying about Tuchel like swapping his keepers. You know, Klopp said I think from the get go, as soon as they got to the final, he said. Keller will play. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's played in goal the whole tournament. I'm not going to put Allison back in for this one game. And, and it, there's something about Liverpool that you will agree with me. It's quite likable about. Me. Like it's quite likable about this team is the spirit. The um, even their huddle like at extra time and for the penalties. There was something very. He's got faith in the whole squad, not just the. Yeah, players. there was a real like team sort of community friendship about I know it's only body language and mm. I'm reading a lot into it but even looking at Alison's face when Keller's about to take the penalty there's like a joy like yeah. go on son go on lad and it's like yeah that's not many football teams get that Man City are another one that has it at the moment mm. and that's why them two are so elite I'm not saying Chelsea do it necessarily because is it why they are so elite or is it is that a knock-on effect from being so elite. Good point. Because no, I think Klopp wouldn't be celebrating like he does. Um, well, no, <laughs> he wasn't winning. Games. No, but I know what you mean. It's the, you, no, the spirit in the team. Yeah, you look man for man. That Chelsea team is not much off Man City or Liverpool. No. There was a reason why everyone was backing them to win the league. United are far off personnel. Personnel. Yeah. The miles away as a team. Mm. So th- there's got to be something in the way that they, you know, you peps and your clops, and oh, that's why they're elite. Yeah. There's some in the way they, obviously, we'll never know until, well, we, we you know what, we do know a little bit with Pep because you see all them all, you watch them all or nothings mm-hmm. on Prime, and you can see it the way he manoeuvres his his sort of um, time with the players is it, yeah. it is interesting. It's it's yeah. it's a brilliant watch. Everyone zips up and. Yeah, and it, uh, but they love him as well. They do, yeah, yeah. They've There's got a so real much love, respect for yeah, him. yeah, yeah, and, and a respect. And I don't think that is the case at a club like even like I, mean, I know we talk about United, but like Spurs, like clubs like that, they just haven't. Spurs really struggle, and they, they, but they, again, if Conte is a great manager, yeah, eager though, mm. very Massive. eager. Very and I'm not saying Pep and Klopp don't have ego. I'd be naive to say that they, they don't have ego, but there's a. And it's the same with Jose Mourinho. Conte, you know, it's about them. 
Yeah. The difference is Pep and Klopp can contain egos. Yeah, sometimes you forget that it's them. You, it's yeah. Man City and Liverpool. Mm. With not so much with, but it's happening with Conte. He's, he's becoming a bit more of a bitter man. Like the way he almost begged to get sacked last yeah. midweek. It was like his toys out of the pram. Yeah, and, and, and it's a, a Jose thing. It, it's about them, and the team comes second. It very much comes across like that to the outsider. Um, they're obviously great managers, yeah. by the way. Uh, but yeah, you, you, when you, you're right, Spurs are a, are a weird one because they've had some great players, and they seem to let great players go. And now the I looked at their squad, and it's not as good as it was mm-hmm. three years ago. And it, they've, but they've got better managers. Normally, it's, it would be the adverse. Yeah. I just thought it was weird they got rid of so many attacking players and brought like in that just that Kuliescu, who by the way, has started brilliantly. Yes. But they got rid of two or three attacking players. I think did that the Celso go? The Celso went. Uh, that Brian Dombele and Dombele and that Brian uh, Brian Gill as well. Yeah, who, who looked all right the few games I saw. Him. Yeah, it's just strange. Yeah, uh, but I've alluded to the you know to the point of Conte and Frank Nick to an extent. I know he's only going to be there for a short term, but the, those managers are just set up to fail with the person that they've got. Yeah, um, there the are the just egos all over the park and. It's um, it's not a manager issue. It's a player issue. Yeah, no, I, I, for sure. Yeah, but then I don't think, in Spare's point of view, if it's an ego issue, bringing a more egotistical manager in, no. that's just like sort of which I think is why it worked so well. With, you know, Pochettino at the time. Yeah, he's such a grounded. He's very yeah, humble, isn't he? A great guy. I'm uh, just bringing it back to the League Cup, uh, just for some sort of um, context to the nil nil, and I think why people there is such a positive reaction to the game. Um, so I was looking at the XG, so before extra time, so this is obviously first, just the 90 minutes, the XG was 1.84 Chelsea, 2.41 Liverpool. So essentially, for any who don't know what XG is, XG is expected goals. I think most people know what it is now. Um, so essentially the game yesterday could have quite easily ended 2-2, um, which, like you said, with the amount of disallowed goals, etc., great saves, you really wouldn't have been surprised. Um, and again, to put that into further context, so uh, since the, I think the, the the thing I've read from is the start of the sixteen seventeen Premier League season. So since uh, the start of that season, there have been three games with a lower XG than yesterday's final that had nine goals in the games. So the Villa seven two against Liverpool last season, uh, Spurs beating Leicester five four in the seventeen eighteen season, and Man City beating Stoke seven two. Uh, in the 17-18 season. All those games had a lower XG than yesterday's final that ended 0-0. It's unbelievable. So that just goes to... I'm not sure what that proves in a sense. I think it goes to show how great some of the saves were. Yeah. But it also goes to show some of the finishing was a bit poor. There's that one yesterday where Salah, you know, the, the commentary says cleared off the line, but I think he could have probably ran around the ball and kicked it off that. He could have. Salah would have scored that. Nine out of ten, I think. And then that's the point of XG, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some, there was some crazy ones. What did you think of the ruling out of the Matip goal? You think it was fair? Yeah. Oh, I, I can see both sides. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think it was probably probably rightfully disallowed. To be honest. Yeah. In, in the end, I mean. The rules. I mean, Van Dijk's offside, and he yeah. clearly interferes with the run of. Was it Reese James? Uh, it was. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Yeah, I think it it's happens. a harsh one though. You could, you'd be gutted if you was a Liverpool fan. Obviously, they won it in the end, so it doesn't really matter. But at the time, yeah, it felt like they were. Yeah, you, done, done harsh. Yeah. No, I think I think it was the right decision. In the end. Yeah, and I, I think to be fair, I would have said the same with the Lukaku on the. Mm. To me, that's not offside. Was it? What was it? His sleeve. Yeah, he sleeps. I know. I know. I know. It's con- at least it's consistent, and it, they have been given, but they're ones that. If we're looking at the rules of the game, I, I think their ones are a bit harsh. Because he's, he's done almost everything to time his run. Yeah. Essentially, because it, it, just the way he's run. Because mm-hmm. arm would, his arm would have gone back eventually, but it just you know, the bit where it was back, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, and I, I always thought it was a goal-scoring, goal-scoring part of the body. He can't score with your arm. So, I, I anyway. Yeah. But it evened itself out. It did. And it, and it, and it made for very entertaining yeah. watch. And also, do you know... For, you know, four uh, separate occasions during that match. You know, yeah. I have the fans biting nails. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I just... It, there isn't often where you can say a penalty shootout was a fair way to end the game. No. And what... what some, some unbelievable penalties. Yes. Mentality monsters, yeah. some of them. I thought James Milner in particular, that first one, because he had to yeah. wait a long time. Yeah. And I kept, just kept thinking... If you're a Liverpool fan, you must be really glad it's James Miller there because I think most other players would have missed that penalty. Mm. He's had to wait so long, and uh, Kepa's doing his bit of, as pair. Yeah. You know, asking. I think he was asking the ref, you know, twenty questions. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've mentality monster, Mister Reliable, and then Miller as well. Yeah, just brilliant. Pick of the bunch, Fabinho for me. Yeah, just cool composure yeah I'm going to stick him with the Van Dyke one personally yeah but there was some um, Salas was a good one as well it was yeah and he, and he, he, he rattled that, that in yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah he was just laughing he said, he, I, I really love to know what he said to that Chelsea player on the walk down he said, he said yeah, something that was Jorginho wasn't it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was laughing and then he just <laughs> stopped, he stopped and he said something to Jorginho and then just like started laughing again yeah. I thought oh god mind games yeah a fair play to Jorginho actually because obviously the last time he took a penalty at Wembley he missed. Yeah, we know how that ended up. Um, obviously, they got away with it. All right, so we've spoke about the League Cup final. Um, I'm going to move on to the main topics. I'm bringing the argument to the party this week. Um, it's something that I did touch upon very briefly last week. Um, basically, um, the, most of the leagues in the top five years, I ain't got the stats to hand, uh, have been quite sort of um, one-sided, mm. um, not really a title race at all. Uh, so I was just looking, um, with the being the League Cup final this week, I was thinking, how could you improve the, um, the sort of the format of, of, of the British game, the English game? Um, so one of them, to maybe, because I think a lot of people would call the League Cup the Mickey Mouse Cup. That's not a... Agreed. Yeah, that's not a... Until you're in the final, mm. or the semi-final, maybe. Um I had a lot of Chelsea fans calling it the Mickey Mouse Cup. Yeah, after, after they get beat. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you could you could already knew the Liverpool fans were going to... They were even saying it to me, some of them in the pub. It was like, uh, yeah, it's the Mickey Mouse Cup if we lose. And I was like, hmm. But to me, like, there are four trophies to win mm. if you're an elite club. Yeah. That's bearing in mind. So, like, for like Arsenal, there's only three this year. Um, so, there's... The, <laughs> I, that was a good take. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the Premier League, obviously a European competition, League Cup, FA Cup. So why people call the League Cup a Mickey Mouse Cup, I don't know. Because there is just only so many trophies to play for. So one thing 
I, so I've got three finals here. And you're gonna have to pick your your, your favorite. Uh, so I'm gonna start off with um, the the league format is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just we still have our twenty teams. Uh, it's just the structure of European place is different. So it, the proposed this would be uh, your top three get Champions League. The FA Cup winner would get the Champions League. Okay. Um, so fourth and the League Cup winners would get Europa League. And fifth would get conference league. Mm. And obviously, then if and then if the winners of the competition are the same, then it moves down. So yeah, I mean, I can understand it from the point of view of making those trophies more desirable because, yeah. as we know, um, and even with a club like Liverpool, they've not taken those domestic cups as serious as they should have done in the past. Let's, no. let's be fair. Um, so by incentivising the FA Cup further, um, it avoids, you know, teams fielding, you know, lesser teams, yeah. you know, lesser quality teams. So uh, I can understand that from that perspective, but I, I would I'd never take away the top four spot because of how good. But the, but the, United, uh, sorry, how good the top three are. <laughs> <in the game>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you let you slip your true feelings there because you you want to say that from Man United yeah. point of view. But then would Man United took the cup competitions more seriously? No, you know, I, at the end of the day, they shouldn't be getting knocked out by Middlesbrough. I agree. Look, it's all. I mean, yeah, but you know, for, in that case, we fielded our best team against Middlesbrough, and we still lost. Um, so I don't know whether that it was, was about... a fr- there was a free accident that game. Yeah, I don't know whether that was about not taking it seriously. Look, it, it obviously it's different strokes for different folks. Uh, different teams will um, approach it differently. Um, but in that sense, I just think when you look at the three teams in England at the moment, that are, I think uh, there's a big bridge between third and fourth at the minute. For sure. Whoever's going to finish fourth, there's I think a there's a big bridge. bridge between second and third. To be honest, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, City, Liverpool, and uh, Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Um, but I just think there's so many teams fighting for that fourth spot. But but so so the concept of the top four though that is a rel- in football in terms that's a relatively um, new thing. Mm. It's about twenty years old, if that. Yeah. Uh, probably less. Right. So. You know what? What is the draw? Is it just because? It's a route into the Champions League. Now, which is great, are United going to win the Champions League? No. So what's so great about it? Um, I mean, not only the financial benefit, but... But finances for what? A club like Man United needs to be in the the Champions League. I get that, but why not? But what I'm saying, basically, I want the the elite trophy to be more elite, Mm. right? So, you know... But why not have... Five positions because let's be honest, the Premier League is the most competitive and the most high quality league in. It makes a bit of a mockery of the Champions League, doesn't it? When you got fifth in there, fourth's a stretch. I think we could argue that there's six or seven teams that would, uh, you know, give a good stab in the Champions League from England. Six or seven. Yeah, yeah, I would argue. I mean, look, Arsenal have been a really entertaining watch this year. I would put them in the in the mix, um, but basing it on how competitive the league is. Look, you mentioned Liverpool and Man City; they are head and head and shoulders above the rest. And um, you know, Chelsea is still a very very good team. 
Um, but there are some really, really high-quality teams, especially when you compare it to, you know, the other uh, top five leagues. Okay, all right, good. So, what, what then? Just if we're going, if we're going off like just like semantics of words, mm. if you had an FA Cup winner in there, yeah, that's another champion in the Champions League. Okay, yeah, I see your point. And then, yeah, I, I just think there's some the big. Uh, you want to watch really high entertaining games. Now, the problem with the Premier League at the moment, which is why I, I, um, I've sort of got this as a topic, there's a lot of dead rubbers, especially this time of the season. There's 12 games to go. Mm. Now, you, you, we've just said earlier about the relegation, so we've cut the six teams from yeah. down. So now you've got sort of 13th to 8th, mm-hmm. maybe. Because no one wants to be in that conference league. I mean, that's another thing. I just... Yes, fast. So you've got like six or seven teams there. That really now we don't really have anything to play for. No, look, I un- I understand the point. It's a, it's a valid, so valid if... proposal, but I think it takes away the magic of the FA Cup because I feel like you wouldn't get takes away the magic. Yeah, it does because you wouldn't get the upsets that you you do get now. But, all right, so just hypothetically, Bar and Wood now are in the yeah. last sixteen in the FA Cup. Okay. Now, on route to the Champions League. They could be on route to the Champions League, is what I'm saying. It's, but it'd be pointless. It would be absolutely <laughs> pointless. <laughs> because they'd get dumped out in the group stages. They wouldn't be able to fill a stadium. I don't know if the stadium's up to uh, UEFA yeah, standards. I don't think so, no. Yeah, it'd cost them more. In fairness, the non-league teams do have better food uh, and snacks at <laughs> their, their ground. Good point, well, I'm sold. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, but I'm just... And that was my le- that was my weakest argument. I think these other okay. two are quite good. Okay. Right? So, so for the from the point of um, of making the be less dead rubbers, mm-hmm. right? So he, I don't know at what point in the season, but a split. So he split the league into two. Okay. Um, so maybe I will probably play each team once. So I have nineteen games. Mm-hmm. And then split the league into two. So you get rid of fixture congestion. Right. And then you've got some games against the the, the teams around you. So your you, you top ten would just play against top ten teams and your bottom ten would play just against bottom ten teams. Nah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because the Premier League is the most exciting league in the world where 20th can beat first place. It's... You're taking the magic away where... But you're getting more of your big games, aren't you? You are, um, but do we... When you're looking at, like, prospective Super Leagues and things like yeah, that yeah, happening, yeah, yeah. this is a good alternative because you still get you still get your bottom can beat top. But I feel this is very pro-European Super League. Uh, no, it's a way of... It's a good alternative. It means that you... you, you it means from a monetary point of view, the big clubs get their happy because they get their, you know, possibly... I don't know how... I don't look... I ain't like, really... Okay. Thought about it, but they could have maybe three games again. Man City could be Liverpool happen three times, and you get the money. Yeah, but you only have to play Norwich once, which, you know, I'm happy with that. So, are these teams, you know, this proposal, are these teams like Southampton and Palace? Are they in threat of relegation from the? the yeah, but then you have just relegation games every week that. I, I, I can see, I can see, it, but you'd maybe think... have to reduce the teams of the league to be like eighteen. So mm-hmm. you'd have like seventeen games, and you'd split into two, and you play 
your nan, Herman away. Maybe maybe one team goes up, one team goes down. You know, it's like Palace goes down one season, Leeds come up next season. No, no, you, you, so you 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 top ten there, just Premier League, no matter what. Right. It's only then then your your bottom three go down as usual, and then you start again the next year. Right. Okay. So it's still in the football pyramid. You still have teams coming up from the championship. So there's no chance that the bottom half of the table can get into the top half. Not at that point, no. Like it'll be like Scotland. So like, so you you play your, your league season, then for the last so many games you split into two, just so you have more intense games. Right. And at the start of the next season you start again. All twenty teams. All however many teams, play each other once, and then you see where you're going to be. I just think it takes the shine away because we'll never ever have another Leicester-esque season. Well, you would because Leicester would be in the top ten, wouldn't they? They'd have, they'd have started but, the season well, so they'd be in. But the... it also depends on because not all teams start well, do they? We're basing it on that. Uh, no, if but you have a rocky start, um, and then you suddenly run away with the second division. What, what do you get for it? You get the the runners-up Premier League trophy. <laughs> no, no, I suppose you don't get a trophy, but then. But then you carry on and you, you play in the, uh, the FA Cup and you get into the Champions League. <laughs> very, very. I, I just thought, in terms of like satisfying that need to see mm. big teams play each other more often and having more emphasis on there being something yeah. to that game. I see your point that like, it works in Scotland more because there's only 12 teams in that league. Even if you're like um, seventh out of them, bottom six. Yeah. You still could be in a relegation scrap. I suppose you'd have to reduce the amount of Premier League teams quite a lot mm. to have that to have that sort of um, dynamic. Don't get me wrong. I like the concept. I think something that we could all massively benefit from. And you know, I mentioned about sort of high intensity, high quality games, where you know the top five leagues or even top ten leagues across Europe. Uh, you know, the winner of each of those leagues should have a little mini league. I think something like that would be be great to watch. You think? What, yeah. So what's that? What's what, so? What are you saying? So like the winners of so the winners of the Premier League, the Serie A, um, the League One. Uh, I know would the La Liga, the La Liga. Uh, Do you know what you're describing? Sounds dangerously close to, to the, the Champ- Champions League. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but is it? It's not because it, obviously the Champions League, as you just mentioned there, you've got fourth place. League on teams who are really, realistically you're not going to compete, uh, or you've got, you know, Sevilla who inevitably get knocked out of the Champions League to enter the Europa League and win that. So should there be more? So I've got my best to last. I'm okay. going to wait for okay. that. I'm going to wait for that. But so, so should there be? So instead of like restructuring uh, English football, mm. what if we restructured European football? And more, yeah, I'm more in favour for doing that. Is I would scrap the Conference League. Without a doubt, yeah. I think. I understand why they're doing it. Uh, it's so, like, obviously, the smaller nations get a bigger a chance to play for something important. Mm. But, like you said, it, it diminishes its worth if they're only competing against smaller nations. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Leicester could still win it this year. They could. I mean, I mean, Leicester, you would argue that they are favourites. They're one of the strongest teams yeah. in there now, aren't they? Um, and, you know, they've got a decent draw as well. Um, so, but what are they going to get out of winning that? They'll get a trophy. Europa League next year. Europa League next year. Uh, they're having a tough season in the Premier League. Yeah, so year. at least to be in Europe again, I guess. What, what about opportunities? Do, do you think? Do you think instead of all this, bring back the Cup Winners' Cup? Yeah, I, I, 
that was one that's all, that's one that's always it was a bit before our time on it I think it stopped just as we were probably starting watching football it, it's one that I don't understand why they really got rid of it no um, it just seems like quite elite I wonder if I don't know what the I don't know what the how they would do it I suppose in terms of like in Spain let's say Barcelona win or not Barcelona this year, but for a hypothetical, they win La Liga and yeah. the cup. Would they then be in both? Or um, that's one thing I don't understand. No, I don't, obviously that that's is... possibly why they got rid of it. Actually, um, there was too many dominance in domestic football. Doubles, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but no, I think it's a good concept. Obviously, it's important that we don't have a high congestion of fixtures. No. Um, but it's. I think. <laughs> Look, the champions. One of the biggest, obviously, the biggest changes in the champions of the se- Champions League this season is away goals, and I yeah. feel like that's taken away the excitement of, uh, and that's a whole other, you know. No, but I agree with you. Actually, I, I do agree that's with you. A big, big change. Uh, you know, uh, last week United went to um, the the Wanda Metropolitana and and got a goal, whereas now, you know, in previous seasons that would have been. We'd have had the advantage. Yeah. We're going back to Old Trafford in a few weeks' time, and it's. Don't really matter. I mean, yeah. much. No. So. The, the, you're not going to chase the game, I suppose. Exactly. So, um, yeah. I, I, as long as the change is for the better. Yeah. That's all you can ask. Well, I, this is my this is my best one. Uh, it's, it's borrowing off um, the Eredivisie, the Dutch League. Okay. Um, so. And the Football League to an extent. More playoffs. I think more. more yeah. I like it. So it's um, you'd have your you, you know, if you win the league or whatever, and come second, that's great. Some sort of playoffs to work out the European rankings. Okay. How, how, so you could have, so you could have third, maybe say third is the Champions League as well. So it could be fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh maybe. So they battle it out for the. They battle it out. I love that, yeah, yeah, I think so. The Dutch, the Dutch do it. Um, um, I'm not sure the dynamic, hundred percent. But I suppose the only problem with that is, <laughs> I'm coming up with my own arguments that f- you'd guaranteed something, so the jeopardy ain't quite there. So fourth will play seventh, mm. fifth, sixth, and then they play each other in the final maybe. Um, but you'd always be guaranteed a Europa League spot, I suppose. Or you're a conference league spot. Okay, so if you... If but you, you could finish fourth and end up in the conference league. Right, okay. Yeah. Which I, I don't mind because it, you know, we've seen it work so well in um, the championship. Yeah. Um, because it's not always the case where the team that finishes third... No. ...wins the playoffs. It, just some sort of like excitement I, at the end yeah, of the season. I like and, it, yeah. Um, and it wouldn't... I don't know. But then I suppose... It benefits some. It obviously, it obviously benefits some teams, and not others. Just, I'm just trying to like. I guess the theme is just you just want a bit more for your money. Like, let's say um, I ain't got the table to hand. Wolves or Brighton, maybe or like. Um, yeah, let's say Brighton now are in tenth. Mm-hmm. So they, if they got to like right now, when it comes to it, they'll probably go. Not really asked about the conference league. Yeah. So we'll just, you know, they're not going to really go for it. But if they thought seventh could be our gateway into the Champions League, mm-hmm. 
they'd be going for it a lot more, wouldn't they? Absolutely, because people write off, you know, I mean, Wolves right now, I mean, they've, they've just come off the back of losing two on the bounce. They're probably going to, re- like you say there, realistically look at it and think, Champions League's probably over now. Yeah. Or even if, even if the, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hypervising, like, the, the teams really get behind this. But even if, you know, they weren't Champions League, we can't be having playoffs Champions League. Mm. Even if you did it for the Europa League, to an extent, I'm sure teams, you know, you could lower it down to even eighth. Yeah. Your teams like Palace, who were in 11th, and now chasing it. Yeah, eighth. It, it make the top they, 10 They'd surely love to be in the Europa League. Mm. Um, just something with that middle bit. There's a bit in the mid, the middle there where you've just about clear relegation, so you haven't got that excitement. And, but you're not really playing for anything else. There's a lot of just dead games, really. And there's some good yeah. clubs there, do you know? How, how many teams do we know that in times gone by that have just played it safe and been yeah. mid-table? Crystal Palace are sort of my big example yeah. of recent years. Yeah, definitely. Them and Southampton, probably. Mm. You're just looking at them and you go in. Yeah. Just going to finish. Vanilla season. Yeah. yeah. And th- there's no sort of... There's a ceiling that they've hit because... They can't compete with the teams above them in no. terms of signings, but they're so they're not going to suddenly bridge. They're not going to beat that gap. It's a we. It's a real strange one. Also, you know, if you're going to do playoffs for European places, you could have a playoff for the relegation as well. I don't know how okay. you do that. You could have so nineteen and twenty go down. 15. You could even just have a one off eighteen and seventeen. Yeah. They do it in Germany, don't they? I think. Mm. They do it in a few. They do it in a few leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scotland do it Scotland as well. Like, uh, it. I think. I think the point is getting that you, you. You don't need to be. Our ideas of like what football is doesn't have to be so rigid. Mm. Um. At the end of the day, there hasn't always been a Premier League. But as we've said, four spot didn't always used to get you the Champions League. Yeah. You know, other leagues have changed. In a seat in a in a world where the we've had one title race, I think, in the last like a genuine title race in the last seven or eight, nine, ten years, maybe. There was the Man City Man United one in twelve, eleven, twelve. Yeah. And the Liverpool Man City one in one three or four years ago. Yeah. Other than that, there hasn't particularly been a title race, and it's not just our country. You know, you've like I say, Juventus won seven in a row. Quite a, a canter, really, or yeah. whatever. Was it seven in a year? Was yeah, yeah, yeah seven in a row. Munich as well. The same. Yeah, PSG have maybe yeah. lost two titles at the last, however long. Um, and it's always it tends to be always Real Madrid or Barcelona, with a couple of exceptions, Atletico. So, yeah, there's 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 a reason why the Europe Super League, uh, whatever the Super League, didn't didn't work and should never work. Mm. But it doesn't mean that you can't think of new ways to improve football. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I don't think that's ever going to fully change where you've got dominant teams like PSG, Bayern Munich, um, you know, in their divisions. But it just creates more excitement in the league itself. I, I think I think the, the, the way to improve... Yeah, the, the, way, the way to improve it, though, is, is to create more knockout. Because mm. like we've said about the Champions League, anything can happen in... You know, Salzburg get a draw with Bayern Munich. Clearly, doesn't mean that they're as good as Bayern Munich, but in that one-off game, you have that. Creates a bit more intensity, yeah. isn't it? And I'm not saying get rid of league football either, because there's a reason why teams are heralded. I feel like for years, like as great teams, 
it's consistency and you should be allowed to have that greatness. But yeah, like you say, just adding a few little things like, I don't know, the old playoff here and there might improve the game. I don't know. That's my favourite word. I'm picking that. The playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I love playoff The other two well. didn't sit right for me. No. But no, yeah. I, I think I went in the right order. Yeah. Yeah, you said you definitely saved the best. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Well, we'll go on to predictions then. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we end every show? Uh, a little bit preview to the weekend. Um, so last week, um, George, who's not here and can't defend himself, so let's rip him apart. <laughs> decided to pick Man United at one to three to beat Watford. Um, naturally, that ended in a nil-nil draw. Not as entertaining as the League Cup final. No. Um, Nevertheless, United possibly could have won, should have won. I mean, should have won, yeah, but it's becoming the theatre of draws as opposed to dreams nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the top four, I mean, we're talking about excitement. The top yeah. four race actually is genuinely sort of exciting. It is exciting, If you're into yeah. the top four race. West Ham got a good result yeah. at the weekend. Tottenham got a good result. Tottenham got a good result. How consistent these teams are. Yeah, that's that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of consistency... You've got to look at Arsenal at the minute. Because They'd be the favourites, wouldn't they? I would say that they are the current favourites to, to, to claim that top four spot. And do you know what? Deservedly so. That hurts me to say that, <laughs> but deservedly so. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I've always been one to write Arsenal off. Um, and there's still time, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but they're looking really good under Arteta. Yeah, no, they, they, um, there's certainly something happening there. Absolutely. Um, and they've got Watford this weekend, who none of us have gone for. Um, but they they do look like the team. The, but that's the thing, isn't it? That we've we've all we all like bashing Arsenal really, we yeah. and um, and there's something about me that just can't back them. There's uh, and there, there is an inconsistency to all the teams there, but they have been the most consistent. I mean, they're sitting in what sixth at the moment. Yeah, with yeah. plenty of games at hand. I, I mean, I'd like to see West Ham do it, just from a neutral point of view, a different team. Yeah. Um. I, I, not least because it would be also because it would be quite funny to watch <laughs> you have to watch your own league football again. Um, at least no um, yeah so so George is like um, sort of spat his dummy out I think because he's gone Man City Man City to play Man City to beat United. Man United yeah so he's, the he's furious with his decision last so, week and he's gone Man City to beat United at the Etihad so George thinks it's nailed on uh, what, do, what do you think as a, as a United fan go on because you, you, you said as soon as he picked that he went that's when we'll step it up that's when we'll step it up well I mean it, obviously it looks bleak from the outset <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd absolutely fancy Man City to uh, you know run away with that but if you know if history goes to prove anything in recent years we've got a good record at the ATL. it's the sort of game where Pogba comes alive isn't it it is yeah uh, I mean Ronaldo's really struggling if we I mean George is not here to defend him so I will just be you know, absolutely honest on that, and he, he is—he's going through a real tough run of form at the minute. Um, he, you know, had so many chances at the weekend, but he is the kind of player that can just at a flick of a switch. Yeah, he's another sort of mentality monster. Is, There's yeah. a reason he's one of—he's—he's one of the greats. He is. I wouldn't be surprised if he really steps up on Sunday. Um, Would they ever drop him? No, I could never ever see it happening. Where no, not even to. Well, I think he tried it, didn't he, early on in the season, uh, where it was maybe the odd game. Um, he, he doesn't take to it well, does he? Um, no. And it's going back to the, the whole, 
He's a bit petulant at times. Yeah, he can be. He can be. But rightfully so, he's earned that status. I, I agree, yeah. But just like when you've got so many options on the bench. One thing I will say is there's no, you know, there's no player bigger than the club. And I think when it starts to get to that... Couldn't you just throw Cavani in? Yeah, well, yeah, he's... Especially against Man City, just mm. just in the sense of I love Cavani. You need someone who's going to be hunting and chasing, and Cavani's that sort of player, isn't he? It's just weird, isn't it? Like when you think, I mean, I'm sort of more than Ronaldo anyway. Looking at a lot of forums at the weekend, and it, the big problem for us is is goals. Mm. <laughs> and you look at the front line. Well, yeah, How is that not scoring goals? Because you can't get the ball. <laughs> You've got one. It's like you watch the team, and I can't believe they've not. This is where I'm surprised with Rangnick. You've got sort of like McTominay, McTominay has, been, has been playing there the last few yeah. games. But then like about 10 yards, 20 yards fair in front of him, Pogba and Fernandez, And then you've got your three attackers. It's like they're playing yeah. four, one, oh, the setup, five. The setup's awful. <laughs> but it, the actual person. Do you know what it's like? That FIFA Pro World Eleven that we were playing. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like playing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. unbalanced. Um, and you, yeah. It is. But no, I mean, I, truthfully, I think Man City will run away with that. Um, obviously, the pressure's on Man City now because Liverpool are only, uh, well, they're six points behind, but with a game in hand, aren't they? So it's all to play for. Yes. Um, you've gone for Liverpool. I have gone for Liverpool uh, to beat West Ham. I just feel like their uh, their charge is going to continue and, you know, they've got their first trophy of the season. They're still in the other three competitions. There is some history, though, of... Um... Teams that win the League Cup lose in their next game. There is. Just want to put it out there. There is. Uh, but Liverpool Anfield is... I think they've got an FA Cup game midweek as well, actually, Liverpool. I think they've got Norwich on Wednesday. Mm. Yeah. So they, they, they'll, that might be the game they lose. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just... You know, you've, you quite confidently said Liverpool. Um, yeah, I think... And uh, West Ham are a good side? A very good side? West Ham are a good side, yeah. But uh, they're... They have been a bit inconsistent of late. I mean, they were in a position where they were fourth, weren't they? And uh, they kind of dropped off a little bit. So uh, we'll we'll see. Um, but I do I do think Liverpool will win that. And it's one of those where it, I feel like it'll just go. I feel like it'll go all the way. And I hope it goes all the way for the for, yeah for the neutrals yeah. and uh, for the excitement of the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, and who have you gone for? I've got I've got I've gone for QPR uh, to beat Cardiff. You just um, love the championship, don't you? Yeah, well, I, I, I watch a lot of it. Um, yeah, I think QPR, well, they're one of the best teams that have played against all City this season, um, for sure. Um, at, at this at our ground, anyway. Um, they play the Cardiff team that are struggling. Yeah, they're they're our level, should I say? Is, uh, <laughs> um, I know how bad wow, that is. Uh, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, we won three 0 at the weekend. Brilliant. I'm gonna I'm gonna Brilliant have a little result. gloat about this because I've stuck up for um, uh, the dismissal of Grant McCann yeah. uh, and Shotter coming in, and um, you know, beating Grant McCann's new team three um, nil, sort of um, proves that we maybe made the right decision. Mm. Maybe I don't know. It's a bit harsh on Grant McCann, and like I say, I've, I'm not got anything any beef against him. But there's loads of fans, especially in recent weeks. Obviously, the results haven't been there. No. Loads of fans coming out going, "We should have kept Grant. We should have kept Grant." Mm. Um, you know, he knows the championship. Yeah, he also knows how to get relegated from the championship. I... We, we, we've we, he's had a year and a half of the championship, and he's finished bottom one season. And he, like I say, without point deductions, I think would have been twenty twenty first. Yeah. 
So it's not exactly as if he's he was pulling up any trees in that league, no. albeit um, under the caveat that we wasn't spending the money because of the Alums. Um, but you know, a shot was coming. He was, and this is here's the difference. Grant McCann would have played four three three had it not been for injuries his whole um, career. Yeah, he'd have died by it. Now, Shotter wanted us to play four three three. So as soon as we get beat with using the three five two, he goes four three three. He realizes it ain't quite working. He went back to three five two at the weekend and we won. He's not as stubborn, no. and that's a that's mm-hmm. there in a nutshell. Well, he's got a tough task there, hasn't he, to keep yeah. Peterborough? So yeah, definitely. But yeah, I've gone QPR, QPR. to beat Cardiff. Um, yeah, Cardiff are down there, um, and QPR are up there. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, you're just looking at the sort of the polar opposites in the, in the league table, and and it's at QPR. It's um, it's a game you they'll be really fancying. Obviously, the championship is the most difficult league to predict in the world. So, um, yeah. Uh, just before we go, actually, um, I've got a couple of things I want to talk about. Mm. I just wanted to batter on the championship. What Alexander Mitrovic is doing at Fulham is insane. <laughs> he's he's broke the uh, championship goal scoring record with 14 games to go. Um, oh, he's on course to get about 48, 49 goals. It's insane. But he can't do it in the Premier League. Well, yeah, I did see someone. Just I did that. see someone like it was like odds barbel or odds barbel. It was one of them, yeah. um, or sport barbel, and they were like a oh, um, brilliant achievement from Alexander Mitrovic. Can't wait to see him score five goals in the Premier League <laughs> season. I don't know. He's never scored thirty odd goals in the Championship. So yeah. whether he's turned a, a, a leaf in his career, I don't know. I hope so. Um, we also didn't want to leave without discussing um, the atrocities of um, of what's happening in, in Eastern Europe at the moment. Um, obviously, we're not here to talk politics or, or war or anything like that. Um, just um, to mention, really, sort of what's going on in the football world. Obviously, Abramovich trying to step aside. I don't know how how official that is. I don't know how serious his intent is, um, whether it's just a political gesture. I don't know. Well, he's, he's managed Chelsea from afar many a time, hasn't he? Yeah, so he's, he's been banned from coming to England for a while. Like that, That's why he was so interested in the Club World Cup, is because he could actually go to the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, clearly the matter itself, um, uh, you know, what we're discussing is yeah. much bigger than football. The, yeah, it's, it's one of them that you see, because obviously I, my notifications are for, I have news notifications, I have yeah. sports notifications. You, you're getting all these ones that are uh, sort of side by side, and it's a bizarre thing. <laughs> whilst you know some madman halfway around the world is talking about nuclear weapons mm. you know we're talking about um, not letting him have the F1 or yeah, or, um, yeah but it's good to see that the it's good is coming together and fast uh, it was speedy because it's not exactly like they've got a rich history of making good decisions UEFA and, no. and FIFA no. so to strip him of the Champions League final was a great yeah. thing absolutely um, and it was a nice touch what they did before the League Cup final yesterday awesome yeah, yeah. So we'll leave it there because I don't want to get into, you know, that's a, a whole topic in itself. Mm. But yeah, you have to say something. Um, right, as well, I think it's been a good show. It's been good. We've yeah. covered a lot. Enjoyed it. And George, I'm coming for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, right. See you next week. <laughs>